Hey there, Aligned You listeners. This is Dr. M here and welcome to our Aligned and Thriving season and series of interviews. I am super pumped to be sharing a series of stories and interviews with some amazing humans, people, some who I've admired from a distance for a long period of time, others who I know personally and call dear, dear friends and feel very privileged to do so. This series is designed to actually dive deeper into what allows them to truly live an aligned you and aligned you life and to be thriving, whether that's in their work life, their home life or their play life and working out truly is there common themes or is everyone different and we really do all reach our full potential in our own unique way. Enjoy this season. I've had an absolute pleasure and joy recording it. I'm your host, Dr. M, and you're listening to Aligned You, a podcast designed to assist you to truly be aligned through your body, head, and heart so you can reach your full potential in your own unique way. Hey there, Aligned You listeners, Dr. M here, and I am super excited for our guest today on our Aligned and Thriving series. Our guest today, Rebecca Vexler, I hope I got that right, Rebecca, I'm sure you'll correct me if I didn't, is the founder of Soul Cups. Now, Soul Cups is a product that I've actually been ordering for years um, as the keep cups that I use for my old podcast and old branding, Be the Queen of Your Stress, but also now into the new brand of Aligned You. So I've been aware of Rebecca's products for years, but I only recently became more aware of her amazing story. And I was so excited that she agreed to be on our Lined and Thriving podcast series this time around because her story is fabulous. And I'm so excited to get the opportunity to share for her to share and for me to share more about it. Rebecca started Soul at the end of 2016. And within the first two financial years, she actually became one of the top four reusable cup companies globally, folks. That's globally. That's not nationally. That's globally. She's got products across Australia, New Zealand, China, Singapore, Malaysia, Canada, USA, Europe, and the UK. And she's got offices in Sydney and London. And this amazing lady is just phenomenal because she actually still answers emails. We're going to talk more about that, why other people aren't perhaps answering those for her. She's very hands-on with the business. She's amazing in terms of the the planning she's got for the future global expansion, new product lines. She's got some new companies going at the moment, which I'm sure she'll explain more about as we kick into today's interview. Oh, goodness. What else has she got going? She's specializing in product and small business development, psychology of the cell and motivating people to feel empowered. She used to be a personal trainer and had an array of incredible clientele who she previously, and she previously managed gyms, hosted corporate seminars in mental health and fitness, focused around team building and product activity and she delivered so many programs through universities, high schools and corporate spaces. It is her mission to understand the core elements of business culture and human behaviour and her most current venture Soul Products aims to reach out and to share the knowledge of health to as many people as possible. Soul Products are sustainable, environmentally friendly and healthy and they're chemical free, hand-blowing glass, reusable coffee cups for optimistic drinkers and half-full thinkers. I love it and I also love that the cups are such beautiful quality. Rebecca, I could go on for hours about what it is that you do, but I best actually bring you on the air. Thank you so much for being part of the Aligned and Thriving interview series. Thank you. I don't think I've ever received an introduduction like that. It's <laughs> fantastic. Well, you, you, blo- you bloody should because it's an amazing story. <laughs> and I, I truly, I, I was saying to you off air is that we have a mutual friend, the amazing Emma Scott from Tiny Hunter and that brand girl and from Brands of Kin uh, and that brand brigade. Emma's got lots of businesses as well. And uh, Emma actually amazing. was sharing. Yeah. She's amazing. She's uh, one of my best mates. And she was sharing part of your story, which I actually hadn't heard before. Uh, 
I've, as I mentioned, I've been using your products for years, but I hadn't heard Patty's story before. And I, and I just really wanted to, to get the opportunity to share that with our listeners, because I think it has so much gold within it. And your tenacity and resilience is something to be very, very uh, proud of, I think. So before I, it's actually your interview versus me talking about you for the whole entire time. I love it. You can do it. <laughs> I, I can keep going. Okay. Careful, yeah. Rebecca, careful what, you, careful what you wish for. I can, as the Alangi listeners would uh, would tell you, I can talk at length uh, nonstop. But I'd love to hear more about what actually got you going into Soul Cups. What what was it? What inspired the change from being a PT and doing more of the the speaking gigs to actually creating a company that is now global? Yeah. Look, it was completely by the power of the universe. I never had the intention. I never was thinking in any way, shape or form to start a glassware company or to be in the game of reusable products. It was absolutely by accident, but nothing's by accident as we know. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was a personal trainer since I was probably, I think I was 19. And the whole reason I became a trainer was because from the moment I could talk, I already understood that I had impact on people, that I could influence people and that I loved life and I loved connecting and, you know, empowering people. So me becoming a trainer was just a natural progression of that. And I was in my element, in my happy place. I was growing in the industry. I was being, I was quite successful. I had this other startup, which was in the mental health workshops and and all of that. And Um, I had no intention to stop. I was doing amazing for someone who was basically not even 20. And I had a business partner. I had investors interested in that business. And I actually got incredibly ill. So I always suffered with autoimmune issues since I was about eight years old. And I think that stemmed from stress or nervous system or whatever traumas I went through. Um, So I always had chronic fatigue, but it wasn't until that 18, 19 years old where I was pushing myself to the limit. I mean, besides running those businesses and running gyms and clients, I decided to go back to uni again for some strange reason. Um, And I was also competing in a lot of physical uh, competitions. Like I was actually, you know, putting my place as a trainer and pushing my body to its limits and doing crazy weightlifting and Basically, that meant I had four hours sleep. I was living on pre-workout and coffee. (laughs) Yeah, disgusting. And yes, I was healthy. I always grew up with a real crazy health-obsessed family, really well-educated, really well-supported, but I was torturing myself. You know, it was all about body image. It was all about insecurity. It was all about trying to achieve as much as I could. Um, And it was never a financial gain. It was just... I had to prove something to myself. I had to be the best at whatever I did. So my body literally shut down. Like as simple as that, I woke up one morning and I couldn't walk. I was in, I can't actually explain to people the kind of pain I was in. Like I haven't given birth. I don't know what pregnancy, like, you know, giving birth feels like, but I've been told the pain that I went through was far beyond. Um, yeah. And, you know, nothing worked, no amount of morphine when they hospitalized me in the beginning, no amount of painkillers, no, they, you know, they gave me cortisol, um, to try and deal with the inflammation because they straight away sort of treated it like it was autoimmune related. Um, 
but no one actually knew what was wrong with me. So it was six months of, you know, walking stick or not walking at all, deep depression because I went from being this crazy active, you know, trainer and inspirational human to so many people to not literally not being able to like pick up a glass myself it was it was too painful my the pain was so intense in my whole body I couldn't you know even sit up so you know that was months of torture and doctors telling me that I wasn't going to get any better they didn't know what was wrong with me and I just had to you know deal with it wow (laughs) but obviously as as you know that that's not what I agreed to <laughs> no not- I, I I believe I believe you made a different agreement with the universe after yes. that before we get to that agreement though how if you look back at that particular stage of your journey we if you look back do you see signs that perhaps you should have noted before you got literally sat on your ass with a walking stick yes a hundred percent um the the difference is I was 19 or 20 or oh god I don't even know how old I am anymore <laughs> it was 2016 okay it was 2000 um, ageless Rebecca we'll call ageless. you ageless yes um yeah I, I was young and dumb like that's the reality it's I had yeah. something to prove I was hungry I was excited I was I'm deeply passionate and although that's a wonderful characteristic it's also a burden at times because you're blinded by you know, growth. Um, And I wasn't listening to myself. I wasn't respecting myself and there was not enough self-love. And I was deeply depressed. I suffered Mm -hmm. with a lot of mental health for for many years, Um, you know, and it just, I was torturing myself. It's as simple as that. Well, we're going to, let's touch on um, what you're doing these days for self-care in just a moment. Let's talk more about, tell me more about what new agreement you made with the universe (laughs) that then changed direction from that state of being in agony with a walking stick and and being a very different version of yourself through that period. What what was the turning point? Look, it's the same thing that led me to the, that point in my life, that drive and that you know, resilience and that excitement and passion for life is the same thing that got me out of it. And it's all about mindset. It's about attitude. And it is generally innately within you, but it is teachable too. It just takes consistency and self-love. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I let myself grieve. I said, okay, you're allowed, you know, a couple of months or a couple of weeks to feel like shit. I give you permission. You should feel everything, you know, go through the motion. And obviously, you know, there were days where you just cry. Like you're just so devastated because it's such a shock to the system. So, you know, I felt everything. I didn't, you know, hold it in. I didn't sweep it under the rug. And then I was ready. And then I was like, okay, let's sort this shit out. (laughs) Let's figure this out. Let's do what you do best. And that's, you know, focus on the gut, focus on the energetic side of things, focus on mental health focus on the well-being in a holistic manner because I believed in that and that's what I taught my clients. I just wasn't doing it. Mm. You know, that's the difference. So I was being a hypocrite. I wasn't, you know, taking my own advice. And I had the most divine support around me, obviously my family, friends, um, an amazing integrated health practitioner who supported me through the, the whole journey. So I didn't take any medication. I still don't take anything in connection to autoimmune everything's completely natural I healed my gut that was number one I did three months of bone broth and 
resetting of the gut and a shit ton of meditation <laughs> and mental health exercise. Ton of meditation. Yeah. I like that. What's your definition of a shit ton of meditation? Because some people's definition of a shit ton of meditation is very different to others. Yeah. Look, I am not an expert. I don't know any of the names or the terminology. I just did whatever felt right for me. And that was making sure I put my bare feet on the sand at the beach mm -hmm. every day. However that happened, someone had to help me and drive me and walk me down and I would just stand there, um, little baby steps if I could take them. And it was doing one thing for myself every day that brought me happiness. And, and then it was just that I don't, I don't believe in affirmations per se, but it's self-talk. It's loving self-talk. It's being with yourself, um, nurturing that inner part of you that is, the innocent part, the, you know, the small part, the one that needs to be loved and nurtured and actually connecting to that and, and giving yourself that positive energy inwards rather because affirmations are almost inauthentic in a way. So it's, it's more that self-talk. So that's my version of meditation is that time to myself and, and nurturing myself in a loving way and getting to the beach and touching the sand and walking and being outdoors. So, you know, that, that was my aspect of it. I love it. And it's it's so interesting. I think sometimes, and I talk a lot about it on the Aligned You podcast in terms of the power of nature's medicine, the yeah. importance of getting our feet onto uh, natural surfaces. So I actually have an allergy to grass, so I don't like walking barefoot <laughs> on grass. It's it's settled down now. It used to blow my feet up terribly, but I love going down to the cliffs at Clovelly and actually grounding on the sandstone. Yeah. Uh, and I do, that most, I do that most mornings. I go to sunrise most mornings, so I feel like I'm plugging in to get charged up for the day. I was like, actually there this morning That's um so exactly i it you're getting yeah, it's charged a, up it's a re-energizing Absolutely. It's like we're recharging our batteries in the fastest way possible. So yeah. I really love what you're saying with that. And also from a point of view of that self-talk, because uh, I was having this conversation with a client yesterday, actually, is in terms of we get to choose how we show up throughout the day. And we can yeah. either create a reality which is in the negative and we can be having all sorts of self-doubt and, and negative self-talk, or we can actually talk ourselves up. Because exactly. no, exactly. no one else is going to talk us up if we don't actually start doing that ourselves. Uh, so I, I really love that. In terms of the, you started doing all that consistency, you started getting your practice, daily practices, that self-love in check, and obviously that started to have an impact. How long did you have to do that before you started to see change? Because sometimes I think people expect change overnight and sometimes it just takes <laughs> yeah. a little longer, right? Um, Particularly for high achievers like yourself. I would have a feeling you wanted it done yesterday. Well, you're very much on point there. Um, absolutely. And the reality is I still do it today. Yeah. You never stop practicing. You never stop engaging in that self-loving, self-nurturing mindset because the second you stop, you break the consistency and you break your, you know, your ability to support yourself. So it doesn't take two minutes. It takes a lifetime to learn, but you have to do it every day. You have to show up for yourself every day. So, you know, look at it this way if I if I got incredibly unwell towards the end of 2016 we're now 2021 and I only just feel like I'm free of pain wow and that that's huge because pain controls my life I've got a very high pain tolerance I deal with it every day even in my rehabilitation I still have bad days which you know means I can't walk down the stairs very well and it's all related to stress and nervous system so unless I'm in check and I'm supporting myself 
then that's what will happen. So nothing takes two minutes, nothing happens overnight, but you work on it for a lifetime because you've only got yourself for a lifetime. <laughs> that's you know? true. In, in, in this lifetime, that's for sure. We get, one crack, sure. At, we get, we get, we get one crack at this human form. Um, yeah. in, in terms of then, okay, so you were still pretty unwell when you started Soul Cups then? Yeah, absolutely. And through the journey of it, there, there was a lot of difficulty. I, I never stopped having an autoimmune disease. You never do. Um, it's management and it's supporting yourself. But the truth is if you're starting a company and there's a startup, you're sacrificing a lot because for the first two years of this business, I am the only reason we're successful because I did the work. And that did mean I had to sacrifice moments of self-care and it did mean I was deeply unwell and I'd be knocked out sleeping for five days because I couldn't move and I was in so much pain. You know, I went through that. You go through the journey. There's no perfect you know, perfect journey in, in business. You're going to, lots of lessons though. But um, yeah, the, it's, it's very much about what I'm saying about consistency and doing your very best to just keep at it every day. I love that. That's really cool. All right. I want to know why, why reusable cups? What was the inspiration? Because <laughs> obviously you got, you were, you were there at the right like, time, how? right? What, what, what was, what message came down for you? What download happened oh, that you went that's the one, and I'm not going to do the shitty plastic ones that were coming out at the time. I'm actually going to do all the hard plastics that probably did have PBAs in them. Um, what was it that you went, no, I'm going something different. I'm going to go something that looks higher end and that is it's a beautiful product. That's why I originally chose it because it was they're smoking hot. <laughs> what, what, made, what made you go down that path? So there's two aspects of it. The first one is I sort of have a leg up, uh, in, in the world of production and manufacturing. So my family's business has been working in product development and design and procurement from China for the last almost 40 years now. Cool. So I was literally born in factories. <laughs> like it's what I <laughs> like know. Actually in the factory, Rebecca, like, or was mum <laughs> like no, no. mum just stopped work for five minutes yeah, and, then, and then got back to it. Literally, that's exactly right. So I come from a family where, you know, they, they immigrated, they came here with nothing, they worked their asses off. What, what are your folks' background? We're all Russian or Ukrainian, actually. So we're from Odessa, and yeah. I was, but I was born in Sydney. So it, Russian is still my first language, so I'm wow. very European. But, <laughs> um, you know, I, I am brought up by incredible humans who are all so driven and self-sufficient and resilient and just get shit done and, you know, make magic happen. And I was very fortunate to be brought up in that world. So I really understand what I'm doing. It's not like I, you know, I, that's what I mean by I had a leg up. I was really mm -hmm. well educated in how to produce the best quality, not just any crap, but really think about the fine details. And I was given the space and opportunity to, you know, to have access to all of that information. So very fortunate. Um, and yeah, and look, that's one aspect. And then the other aspect is my mom was actually, um, you know, the founder with me. We started the business together and she's got impeccable taste and loves beautiful things and always showed me beautiful things or educated me of culture and art and music and lifestyle. Just, you know, really wonderful sort of worldly uh, childhood, I guess. And we sat down and we're like, okay, if we're going to do this, it's got to, it's got to represent us. Like we love 
quality over quantity. We love durability. We love elegance. And we want this to represent something that is going to change the game. It's not just another shitty product into the world. It's going to make a difference. It's going to meet my values, which is to create a positive impact, to educate people, to do something positive for the world. And then it's going to meet my wants, which is something pretty and something beautiful and something stylish that can relate to almost everyone. So we're meeting both worlds in a way. I love that. And I've, I am an avid coffee drinker as aligned you listeners, if they follow <laughs> me on my socials, realize it's one of my passions. Uh, and one of the things I love is, for example, which you obviously already know this, but for aligned you listeners, like your, your keep cups are one of the few that you don't end, well, actually one of the only ones that I don't end up with coffee all over me because you actually spent time working out the lip of the keep yeah. cup. Yeah. So it's actually really beautiful to drink from because my mum had a great love of tea. Um, and so we, we had beautiful teacups when we were little. We had mugs as well, but I mum had a that. series of beautiful yeah. teacups. So when you're used to a particular lip on a, on a, 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 a cup, is that it's it's awful when you get an awful one. So I'm, part of, as I said, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the product. In case you can't tell, aligned you listeners. Um, so it's where and they're the little things that when you when you enjoy quality and you enjoy the liquid that you were drinking yeah, is you want yeah. the experience to be beautiful. I'm exactly the same with it, wine glasses. If you give me a shit wine glass, I'd prefer <laughs> not to drink the wine, quite frankly. But that's that's a conversation for another time. Maybe that's your next product line, Rebecca. Well, you've. I'll tell you about that a little bit later. But um, it's so what I love. No way. Are you actually doing them? Yes. Yes. We'll, we'll <laughs> talk cool. about. We'll talk okay, about we'll, our we'll get next. To that. Yeah, but what what I love about have what I just got a said, scoop? You, for sure. First cool. in. Nice. What's so um, important to note is that why I love human behavior and psychology is because we don't realize how important the small things are and how they impact us every day, but how quickly they can also ruin an experience and you don't even realize why. So the truth is we did think about everything from the shape of the glass to how it curves to the thickness and the thinness at different aspects of it to the height of the sleeve, to the packaging and how it feels when you open the box. It's like a smooth suction and it actually Mm -hmm. releases um, just the right amount of oxytocin, which is why you sort of get this slight love and affiliation or small addiction to the products when you experience them right. Um, Mm -hmm. Everything's been thought about and it's because we're trying to create a positive experience. That's the essence of the brand. So when those little details aren't thought about and it's a quick job and it's like, you know, whatever, you know, let's find a cup on, on Alibaba that exists. We'll slap our name on it. And there you go. There's that product. The love, the thought, the consideration is removed and there's no connection to it. So you don't build a community. You don't build a brand that resonates or stays in there in, in the consumer's mind. So it's, it's really all very important. I love it. Tell me about when you did your first run. How many cups did you do in your first run? Was it purely keep cups? Because now you have bottles and some other stuff going on and obviously yeah. there's wine glasses coming. I'll be talking about that in a second. Um, <laughs> so was it purely keep cups to start with, like the reusable cups or was it? Um, yeah. It was one size. It was yep. the 12-ounce size, which is a large coffee. We started in five colours. These five colours are still today our best sellers. Um, and we could only afford um, 6,000 units. Mm. And 
that was big negotiation with the factories to say like, look, here's a small deposit. Can we please pay the remainder, you know, within a certain amount of time? And I had eight weeks before this container of cups arrived in Sydney to sell them because if I didn't sell them, I couldn't pay for them. Um, And I did it in two. And within those two weeks, we pre-sold all 6,000 units. Two weeks. Yep, two weeks. And that's what I mean by like, you have to do the hard work. It's not me sitting in front of a computer waiting for people to buy online. It was like, I got my first 100 stockists and I pre-sold everything before I sold a cup online. Wow. So was that all through cafes? Was that through a network you already had or was that you cold calling? Both. So it was homeware stores and cafes around eastern suburbs that I personally either went and and knew because I I was born in Bondi so I have my own little community um otherwise it was just me either cold calling emailing or physically walking around the CBD and suburbs all over Sydney New South Wales and Melbourne I did a lot of Melbourne trips um and going in shaking people's hands and going hey my name's beck i'm starting a new business i'd love to get your feedback what do you think of this product and so you had a sample already to go so you um, actually didn't <laughs> no way so you were walking in- did you have a picture yeah. how were you doing I that had, yeah i had a render which is a 3d <laughs> mock-up design which wasn't even a real photo of the product it was just our industrial designers did a render and a mock-up for me and I had it on my on my um, phone, and I would sometimes bring my laptop if I, it was like I used to have you the like MacBook. you needed to be more more professional with your well, laptop. No, I used to have the MacBook Pro. They weigh like six kilos, and I couldn't yeah. walk around the city for five hours with a laptop. Like it was ridiculous. It was so heavy. So I would either stay put in one cafe and you know do one day of sending seven hundred emails and phone calls. And then the next day I would be dropped in bloody Parramatta or, you know, fly to Melbourne for three days or wherever and just walk around and make friends with everyone. And and that's the difference. I wasn't ever selling. I was never selling. I was building relationships. And if they bought, it was a bonus for me. And that's all it was. That was my mindset. Oh, I love it. And it obviously worked very nicely. So how how many of the original size cups have you now sold since 2016 oh god <laughs> you get ballpark I'm not gonna I'm not gonna audit it later oh my god know? um I don't know it, or how many Australia how many how many everywhere? yeah e- everywhere I mean I, I wouldn't even begin to know hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands that's freaking many, cool, many, right? many so, hundreds. So, <laughs> yeah. So from six thousand, from your original run of six thousand that you weren't quite sure how you were actually going to pay for, yeah. to now hundreds of thousands of of reusable cups around the world is pretty freaking cool. It's it's extraordinary, and you know you you forget to take note of that as a as a business owner. You never have time to stop and consider because you're already on to the next thing. You know, you achieve something, you get an awesome client or a great. Um, year of whatever operations and then you're already planning for the next three years ahead (laughs) how scary was the times when you had to scale because obviously from going from 6,000 units to hundreds of thousands of units was that a smooth transition were there some bumpy rides were you just eating up the hurdles Um, It was phenomenal because I went from sitting at a cafe in Bondi by myself to having a team of seven so and an office and it was wicked I mean I was born to do this this is this is why I'm here I love people I love 
working with a team. I love inspiring my team. I love the growth. Like there was nothing I wasn't ready for. I didn't know anything prior. It's not like I did a business degree. It's not like, you know, I'd run a company before. I was 24, 23 when I started. Like what did I know? But I knew it innately. Like I just had the tools and I just was ready to get it, to get it going. How did you go, particularly in those first couple of years, you kind of touched on it a little bit that you had to give up and sacrifice some of your self-care through that period. Um, How did you find balance or blend-wise in terms of staying socially connected? Did you have to sacrifice that? How did did that go, particularly over those first couple of years? And is that a balance or blend that you feel like you've got back if you had to lose it for a while? Yes, um, absolutely. You sacrifice everything. I was really um, fortunate. My partner at the time, um, he was so supportive and so beautiful and, and we had a great relationship and he, he was very loving at that time. But other than my boyfriend, it was like I couldn't, I didn't have time for friends. I didn't have time for anything. Um, my hours were extru- like extremely long and I was never in the country. We launched the UK European office and company and New Zealand at the same time, which was basically our second year. So I was doing 40 trade shows a year all over the world. I, I was never here in Sydney for more than a few weeks. So it was an insane time in my life. Um, and it was very challenging and I was sick many, many times. And there were, when I say long hours, I mean, you know, you're working from six in the morning until sometimes midnight because I'm talking to European distributors or clients or whatever it is. And you just got to do it because you want to succeed and you want to grow. But I, I was fully prepared and fully aware of what I was doing as well. It was a choice I wholeheartedly made because I knew, look at where I am now. And, you know, in this 2021, I have plenty of work-life balance. Nice. So when did you get it back? At what point did you go, you know what, now I've actually got time to reconnect with friends or new friends in your sphere and, you know, love life and all that kind of stuff? Honestly, not properly and until when COVID happened. I was going to ask, was it Rona that slowed your butt down? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, yes and no, because last year was the hardest I ever worked because I was not going to let this defeat what I had built. I knew that there was a way to solve problems because the number one quote I'll always say is there's always a solution. doesn't matter okay. what it is in life. Yeah. From a business perspective, what was the biggest challenge that Rona threw up for you? Because, I mean, Rona was here for all of us, right? And some yeah. of us pivoted and rearranged and moved quickly to adapt to the situation because that's how a lot of some of us are designed and other people kind of went and started rocking in the corner so what what was the (laughs) biggest challenge that you needed to find a solution for we we innovated straight away like uh, from day one we we refocused on online and e-commerce but I lost 90% of my business wow we went 90% yeah we the month before corona hit I launched in Japan with new distributors and department stores I flew back in February just before lockdown happened. Oh, I just got chills when you said that. Yeah, and just as I landed, we essentially did the biggest month in global sales or were about to do the biggest month in global sales to date. And we lost that month because of lockdown globally. So all of those sales essentially were cancelled. 
Um, and then all of the stockists and stores that generally work with us had to close because of lockdown all over the world. And we, I sat there and I went, okay, Rebecca, <laughs> it's going to be all right. If you're happy with yourself, do you call yourself Beck? And if you're very serious, <laughs> just do you give yourself your full name? Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. If, if be very be very afraid if I ever say my full name when yeah. I'm playing golf. If you get if I get Maria Francesca <laughs> Zushman on a golf course, I'm just going to suggest run away fast. That's it. Well, no, Rebecca's like my game face. Like that is my uh-huh. business hat. Like it is the the you know boss version. It's like yeah, I it's, am. It's it's I'm Beyonce for, Sasha Fierce. Got it. Yes, yes. I'm like here to. Yeah, that's it. So, I, and that's what we did. You know, we, we, the team was supported. We kept as many people on the team as we could, whatever made sense, because losing 90% of your business is deeply drastic for mm-hmm. your cash flow. Um, and we, we sat, we problem solved, we got together as a team, we ensured that everyone was involved and communicated with, and it was transparent and focused and supportive. And we just made shit happen. And we're we're okay. We're we're getting back to where we were, and we've we innovated, we adapted, and we did everything we had to do. And yes, it's all possible. Do you feel like you'll come out this other side stronger than what you were as you were flying back in from Japan? Yes, no doubt. This 2020 brought me great joy. It brought us new business partners. It brought us investors. It brought us wonderful new direction, wonderful new, um, you know development and pipeline of what we're going to be producing and new energy and I'm I'm deeply certain of the wonderful growth that we'll be doing in this new year. That's very freaking cool. Uh, do you know one of the things that I love and align you listeners, you may be able to hear it in in Rebecca's voice, is the certainty and the energy that you <laughs> yes. exude when you talk about your business and your life is is uh, it's contagious and it's it's really inspiring. It's, it's a pleasure to hear. So aligned you listeners, you may need to listen to this back so that you can understand how certain this lady is of what's actually going to be happening in 2021 because I can, I can certainly hear it. That's what it takes. It's your mindset. We, and, you know, just circling very quickly back to my um, autoimmune illness, why did I get better? Because I said I would. That's it. It's as simple as that. There's nothing else to it. I was not going to accept the bullshit opinions of people who weren't in my body. I wasn't going to accept the fact that doctors said, oh, you're going to get worse. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm going to get better. What's wrong with you? I'm going to be fine. <laughs> and and I'll, I'll add something that, Beck, is that you then took action, right? So Correct. it's mindset's a starting point. You can Correct. change your mindset, but if you don't then take the action steps and actually design your life to be able to create the life that you want, then life ends up, life, I talk about it often, life ends up designing you. So that's it. Right. So we're going to be better, bigger and better in 2021 because Rona threw a couple of curveballs that you then pivoted and, and rearranged. You've got a couple of other businesses on the go as well. What else are you doing now? Because yeah, clearly just, you didn't have enough on your plate with a, an already yeah. global business. <laughs> just whack in a couple more. Just accidentally. Um, I, Somehow I, I don't think there's anything poached. you do accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I actually got poached by this incredible team um, called Beauty by Australia who are phenomenal humans, some of the best people I've ever met in my life. And we, they pulled me in and they said, we need you. You need to be part of this team. Um, And just, I couldn't say no. I just, when you connect to someone, when you align, when you 
you know, magic happens when you're in the same room. Like, how do you say no to that? So I just said yes. And now I'm part of this wonderful new business, which in hindsight actually supports Soul Cups as well, because everything we learn there, we mimic in Soul and vice versa. We have an amazing array of board members and we're just making some really cool, cool stuff. It's I very love it. exciting. And, and where do these wine glasses fit in that you alluded to <laughs> earlier? So Coffee and wine, a, they're two of my highest values. I know. Actually. I understand you. I do. I um, My biggest absolute love before, I, before we really started Soul Cups, what we really loved, what me and my mom just desired was beautiful glassware and elegant glassware. Like that is the company. Aside from being reusable coffee cups and bottles, we're actually one of the best producers of hand-blown glass globally. No one works with this level of quality. And I've always had a vision and a dream to start a homewares range within the Soul name. So we we have already launched Soul Home and we have our Naked Edition, which is our beautiful 12-ounce cups naked without a, a sleeve and a lid. And you use them just like normal glassware at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just the beginning. So we'll be, we'll be bringing in some insanely beautiful things over the next few years okay well if you need somebody to test out the lip on the wine glass um, uh, uh, thank you I've I've, my my hand is well and truly high in the air in fact you know when people go out is there any volunteers I've got both hands I've literally got them up in the air (laughs) up up in the air if you if you're concerned that that's a wishy-washy offer uh it is definitely a a confirmed offer right there (laughs) you'll send Uh, me uh, the screenshot later I totally will I totally will look we could talk about business for hours and hours I love what you've shared so far but what I wanted to get into the just as we're we're coming to the end of our interview today is when and the 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 premise of the interview series with amazing people like yourself is to work out whether there is commonality of themes throughout your day that you're doing on a regular basis those action steps you're taking beyond the mindset so that our listeners can can start picking out there's definitely uh through the how many interviews I've done now with different people I think we're up to about 15 interviews with with different entrepreneurs and amazing humans is that there's definitely some commonality yeah but everyone does their day a little bit differently so I'd love to hear about what is a utopic day for you Becca work day so what do you what time do you get up what what does your start routine look like what's what's a perfect day where you're like fuck I nailed that (laughs) love it um I I do have a routine so I generally get up at about 6 or 6 30 depending on you know how I'm feeling um if it's sunny and beautiful weather I go straight to the beach I do my beach walk that's deeply important for me and it's not exercise it's just a soft sand walk to just clear my mind and start the day Um, I head back I have my coffee I have breakfast if I'm hungry or a smoothie and I spend the next sort of between 8 a.m to 10 a.m planning for my day so that is writing my to-do list setting up my calendar ensuring everything's you know ready for the day ahead answering emails that are urgent or important to me and by 10 a.m. my team show up. So we they do start from home earlier, but generally speaking, we have a 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. workday. And I just find that so much more productive and healthier. Everybody's happier and more productive that way, and so am I. So mm-hmm. that's the general sort of morning important me time. And by the evening, um, as soon as they leave, as soon as the team leave, if I don't have a meeting at 4 p.m. or because co- I coach clients as well, I'll go for a big walk. So I do a two-hour walk after work. 
Nice. And, and, then, and, then, and then back to emails. <laughs> and then back to emails. Yeah. And do you plan rest time in that? Where's the where's that social connection you talked you talked about that you might have popped back in, or is that now that you're into new routines that that's that's out the window again at the moment? So my weekend is friend and family time. Nice. I almost never socialize during the week unless it's an event, um, only because my my days are quite long. Like that is the reality, you know, especially when you're working with global markets. And if I don't have any meetings on the evening, I just want to rest. I want to do my walk. Um, I'm actually newly single. So I was going to say, otherwise I'm with my partner, but I am single, which is fabulous. Um, (laughs) So it's me time right now. I'm focusing on me. This is a really wonderful opportunity I haven't had in a long time to just do what I want. So nice. Yeah. Very nice. I like it a lot. In terms of then your um, exercise now, you mentioned when you were younger, you were flogging yourself. Do you do any of that sort of intense exercise anymore? Are you more around? So I still can't, unfortunately. So um, I can't overexert. And this is the universe's way of keeping me in check because I'm deeply competitive and I push myself always. So I'm not allowed in a gym. That's my rule. It's too triggering. (laughs) Fair (laughs) Um, enough. Yeah. But I do whatever I can. So I have weights at home. I have kettlebells at home. If I feel strong in, you know, that day or that week, then I'll do what I can. I keep it minimal. I do walking every single day. Um, and I just focus on core strength, Pilates, if I can, you know, get through a session, um, as much as I can without overdoing it, because that is my nature. That's my, my problem. And I always have to support myself in that aspect. So just listening to my body. That self-awareness piece is so important. And uh, aligned yes. you listeners, for some of you who are like Rebecca, who are determined in so many ways is having that self-awareness of where that can actually, you said it earlier, Beck, where you said, you know, it, it was basically it's one of your strengths, but also one of your biggest weaknesses as yeah. well, which, which happens when within our strengths, it's not actually things we're not good at that become our weaknesses. It's the That's stuff right. that we're too good at exactly. because we can be too good at it very easily. Uh, and it can point us in the wrong direction very quickly sometimes. Right. I certainly have many, many funny stories about 160 <laughs> episodes worth of how they've led exactly. me down the garden path sometimes. I really, I, I love that self-awareness piece for you and understanding where you need to draw the line. And, you know, it is, it's making hard and fast rules sometimes, whether it's yes. never going into a gym. Uh, for me, one of the examples that springs to mind is when I stopped smoking as a 28-year-old is I made a, a commitment I would never buy another packet of cigarettes. And amazing, um, amazing. Because because it wasn't about smoking; it was actually about buying the cigarettes. Because I wouldn't That's actually, right. I wouldn't ever bum cigarettes off people. I'd always want my own. So it's like yeah. I'll never. And I had a moment. It was about. It was probably about five years after I'd stopped smoking, and my my first wife's mum was over from Canada, and she smoked, and she actually asked me to go buy a packet of cigarettes, and I actually automatically went to do it, and I got to the 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 petrol station's front door, and I said to my then wife, I said oh, fuck, I can't do this. Actually, <laughs> oh, gosh. Like, like, no, seriously, I actually yeah. went, I actually, That's you're going to have to go and do it because yeah. if I go do that, it's opening a door. That's I mean, right. I smoked for, I smoked heavily for 10 years. People were still, friends were still asking me for a lighter four years after I'd yeah, stopped smoking because yeah. um, I had beautiful Dunhill lighters that I would always have with me. <laughs> but if I do stuff back, I do it properly. And so it was we're that moment where I was, well, yeah, yeah, we're going to have to have this wine we keep talking about. For is sure. that it's, it's that moment where you're like, no, fuck, I made a commitment. I'll never do yes. that. And, yeah. and, and I never have. And that was 
many moons ago because I'm about and, to turn 44. People can do and that it, math. But it's, it's that um, strength or that, you know, fight and that drive and that passion that also keeps those um, rules or keeps those promises to yourself. And one thing I do want to say about self-awareness is if you're running a business, if you're running a company, the one thing you better get sorted is self-awareness because in the practical sense of running a business, you have to understand yourself in terms of your pros, your cons, your um, skill sets, the things you don't know or can't do. Like you have to understand that in such depth because if you don't understand that, you will not hire the right people. You know, you will not focus on the right tasks. You will not achieve things effectively or efficiently if you don't actually understand yourself. And that's the first thing I teach my coaching clients or my the people I mentor because often or not we just go through a, a deep dive of who are you what are you shit at <laughs> what are you good at what are you passionate about what are your values like just on a personal level because if you don't know yourself how are you supposed to manage a team how are you supposed to express your usps how are you supposed to communicate to an audience and connect to people if you don't even know yourself so it, it aligns with everything so Absolutely. I think that's such a wonderful point that you touched on. Absolutely. And look, and, and it comes back even if we pair it back down to life in general, yeah. because if you consider yourself, you're the CEO of yourself and what you, how you show up day to day, whether you're an employee, whether you're working in your own business, whether you are, you know, a full-time parent, whatever it is that you're yeah. doing is you're your own personal CEO. If you don't, if you're bullshitting yourself, <laughs> exactly. you've got really not much chance of actually being reaching your full potential well, is perhaps a way to yeah. say it. You can how function. You, Lots of people do, you, do it, right? Exactly. Like how are you meant to be the best version of yourself if you don't know what or who that is? 100% agree. We really, we're going to have to do another episode at some point. I think. <laughs> Anytime. For sure. Anytime. For sure. Before we go though today, I did pre-prep you for the five questions that yes. we always finish with. I finish with my own every week when I'm doing my 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 regular Monday episode. So I like to open it up to my guests when okay. uh, when I've got you on. So What's uh, what music's on high rotation at the moment? Is there a song that like is is geeing you up at six thirty in the morning, or is there a song that you know you're pumping up with? Um, it's super embarrassing, but I love Spanish music. Um, Why is that embarrassing? Just, well, it's just funny. Like I just listen to like Ricky Martin and Enrique oh and oh, I'm not. Is that yeah? I'm not sure that's Spanish music. Well, it's like modern <laughs> Spanish. It's very um, Euro. Um, you know, Euro, Euro trash would not Euro be called trash. That. That's the uh-huh. word. That's what I'm looking for. Because I just so I you, love like, you like pre- you like you like you like pretty men that sing. With I an mean, accent. who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. So, is is there a favorite Ricky Martin or or, or oh, Enrique Iglesias song? How can I pick? No, anything that makes me dance. I love dancing in the morning. That's that's another part of my daily routine. You know, I'm happy if I'm dancing. That's cool. I like yeah. that. Are you reading anything at the moment or have you got multiple books on Always. the go? Or? Always, yes. Um, right now I'm reading, um, oh, my gosh, what's the name of it? Um, I can tell you in two seconds. Let's come back to that question okay. and okay. I'll, I'll go get the book. I, 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 I promised. I did pre-warn of folks. Um, <laughs> That's it. Cold, Cold status. I read, yeah, I yeah. read that uh, recently too. It's really interesting, hey? Would you, how much did you recognise of your own company within that? Oh, a huge amount. Absolutely. It's, he touches on so many phenomenal points. And if you haven't read it, you know, make sure you go get it. It's worth it. Yeah, I, I think you need to 
touch base with him so you're featured in the next one <laughs> absolutely because yeah. there, there's lots of local companies that are That's featured in, in that one because he's he's based in sydney um i digress uh what did you do last week to de-stress and align i spent time with my nephews nice how old are they uh the oldest is five and then two and then my niece is eight months Oh, very cute. That's a yeah. similar, similar age range to my three nieces, but uh, they're, they're a couple of years older. They're super cool at that age. And have you got a favourite quote? I think you mentioned it earlier. Have you, is, that, is that the favourite quote? I have two. I have two. One is there's always a solution. And then the other one is if you think you're too small to make an impact, try sleeping in a room with a mosquito. Cool. I like that one. Yeah. And any final thoughts for our Aligned You listeners? I think just absolutely reiterating on what we spoke about. Mindset is everything. So it's mindset, it's action, and it's self-awareness. And these are the fundamentals of achieving the best version of yourself or your business. Uh, That's a perfect way to finish, Rebecca. Thank you so much for being a part of today's interview. I've had such a pleasure and joy. And seriously, folks, we could probably talk for the rest of the day very easily, but (laughs) but we won't because you've got a very busy day ahead and you've got the world to talk to. But thank you again, Beck. I look forward to catching up with you very, very soon. And that's it for this week, Aligned You listeners. Bye for now and I'll catch you next time. And that's it for today's episode, Aligned You listeners. Remember to hit the five-star ratings and share today's episode with your friends. And be sure to join our collective on Facebook and Instagram at Aligned You. Look forward to catching you next time. The information shared on Aligned You podcast is of general nature and for information purposes only. It is not specific medical or personal advice. You should seek assistance from your healthcare practitioner for your individual circumstances. Any information provided doesn't imply endorsement or third-party devices or products and cannot provide you with health and medical advice.